What's going on, everyone? Welcome into Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Here we go. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into the show. I wanted to take some time out and talk to you today about my good friend, Chris Cars, over at SwitchCustomApparel.com. Switch Custom Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your business and promotional needs. Chris is personally working with me to help build my t-shirt for this very podcast. Chris is an awesome guy to work with, and he can help you with any of your promotional, logo, or embroidery needs. Reach out to him on switchcustomapparel.com or reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and I will put you in touch with Chris. That is all for now. Let's get right to the show. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D Hall, a wrestling podcast. Today, the featured guest is Jared King from Connellsville Area High School, then to Oklahoma, then to Edinburgh. We're going to get into all that. Super excited about it. Uh, Jared is, you know, a known guy around the Whippeal. And, uh, you know, the, the, what we're going to get into most, I think, is the mental toughness that he had to go through. You know, obviously injuries were a big part of Jared's career. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting story for you guys. And I think that, uh, you know, there's some of you guys out there that are going through the same thing. So take this, take this story in, listen to it, because you can come out on the other end. And we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about all that. But with all that being said, let's bring him in. Jared, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And, you know, when we first started talking, uh, you know, obviously I try to relate to everyone a little bit. Obviously, uh, Ron Tarquinio, you kind of grew up with him. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, kind of my my pillar. I go back. He knows everyone. You know what I mean? He's just one of those guys. Right. Exactly. Uh, um, but, it helped like him. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he said that you guys kind of grew up in Angry Fish. You were a Connellsville kid, Whippeal guy. Yeah. Talk yeah. about the kind of beginning of your career and, you know, how you kind of found your love for wrestling. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I started super young, um, younger than my, my parents actually wanted me to start. I, I started wrestling probably around four years old. Um, my brother was about five years older than me. Um, so at the time he was about third grader or so, and my dad helped coach. Um, they said I used to cry all night until they would let me go with them, that they left me at home with my older sister and my mom. And uh, they finally said, hey, some of the other coaches have some guys around the same age. Let's, let's bring them in. They can, if they pick something up, great. If not, then, oh, well, they, they, they're here, they're having fun. So um, that's how I got started. Uh, didn't really compete initially. <laughs> right. Um, 
but got a got a year or so under my belt of rolling around in the practice room and I don't know how much I picked up but uh, picked something up apparently <laughs> right and you know that's that's not the first time I've heard that story. I've heard that story a bunch and it's pretty interesting, man. Like the dad's the coach. All right, just bring him in here, get him out of the way and let him bounce off the walls a little bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot more of that than wrestling going on, but exactly. Hey, but that's where you find, you know, that's where you find the love of the sport is just growing up in a wrestling room. Right. You, you know, Absolutely. I talked to a bunch of guys that just like, I grew up in a wrestling room. I don't really remember my start. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Oh man! My first memories of it were way after I'd been doing it. So. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So um, you know, you you kind of get your footing, and you know, you talk about your dad being the coach and growing up in uh, you know Connellsville down there. It, it, that's a hard nosed town, man. Those guys are all those kids that come through. I mean, I wrestled them in high school, and you know, I wrestled Nate Gaffney, who was real tough when I was in high school and uh, you know, those guys just were always just rock hard. Um, before we start to get into kind of your career, can you talk about the Connellsville program a little bit? You know, I am, I, I'm very well versed in the with you and I'd love to hear what you had to say about your alma mater. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do have that reputation. Um, I, I know I was lucky to be able to grow up in that, in that type of environment. Um, I know, as I was a little kid, my, my family, we had moved back um, to the area, late 80s, um, and my dad was in the military, and so we, we came back. He, this was his hometown um, as well, um, and at that time, Connorsville, I think they won their first Whipple title in 1991, 92, so I was just starting into the, into the program at that time. You're looking up to those guys in the high school level with guys that you're starting to see now back in the program, helping the coach some with like Chad Jessica <laughs> and, and those type of guys um, mm -hmm. back then. Um, so uh, yeah, you, you saw that hard nose, that, that work ethic throughout that program. Um, and then, I mean, one of the all time greats throughout Pennsylvania wrestling history, coaching wise is Dirk Goldie. Um, mm -hmm. To, to be with him. I know he was the head coach my, my first two years of high school. Um, and then his son took over, Tom, uh, mm -hmm. took over the second two years. Mm -hmm. For me, it didn't, it roles stayed about the same. It was the <laughs> <laughs> so, but but to, to have a guy like him that uh, you can pick his brain and, and hear some of the stories and, and of the people of, of Connorsville well past and and the guys throughout the whip, y'all even right, um, right. He had and and um, and just the the mental fortitude and toughness that he instilled in people. Um, it, it's something that uh, when you get that opportunity to be around people like him, you you take as much from them as you can. So, so yeah, it's storied storied tradition of of toughness, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and that you know that's the whole thing. You know, you are what your reputation is, and the reason why you have that reputation is because of you know, things that happen. And uh, I think that, you know, you growing up in the Connellsville area. Uh, so how did you, uh, where was Angry Fish based out of around that time? Because, you know, I'm getting to talk to you guys like you, Ron Tarquinio, uh, Drew Headley was another guy that's around your age area. Yeah. Where was Angry Fish at exactly? And who ran it? Yeah. So we, we were typically out of North Allegheny or Seneca Valley. Right. Okay. We, we practice between those two, those two facilities. Um, and Ty Moore and Ray Brinzer were, were the head guys there. Okay. Um, we'd have, we'd have uh, Mark Engel popping in a lot. And um, Oh, man, those aren't familiar names at all. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, some pretty oh, good man. guys to be around if you want to learn the ropes in uh, WPIAL wrestling. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, that's incredible! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, so you start to find it, and you're you you're working out with those guys, right? And Angry Fish, and you don't have a choice but to get better working out with those guys. Right. You know what I mean? It just hammers all of those names that you just mentioned. Um, so you eventually you start to cultivate your skill, and it and it turns into you know. You start to dominate the, you know, in the PIAA scene. You, you win two state championships, and uh, you know, talk about, you know, getting to the top of the podium because that's a special thing in in Pennsylvania. It's not, you know, there's only two classifications, and it's a pretty big, you know, it is the sport in Pennsylvania, in my opinion. And yeah. uh, just talk about just getting to the top of the podium. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're starting to see it right now, especially with the right. shift in, uh, in the qualification process. Oh, my goodness. So I was just looking at that tonight, and I have two guys that I talk with, not to get off on a tangent, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> it happens like that, you know, because that's how the podcast is. But, man, there's guys that – there's a kid that didn't even – that placed the States for Seneca Valley yesterday that's not going to States or not even going to Whippeals. Oh, my gosh, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and to see some of the talent just in the, the section. I mean, some of these guys are high schools are less than 10 miles apart and oh, they're ranked goodness. two and three in the state or <laughs> one uh, and three in the state. Um, yeah, so we're, we're seeing that you, you have a lot of uh, a lot of hammers right in the same yeah, area. So you, it's, a, it's a tough <laughs> climb to get up there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know um, I kind of fell into it a little bit. I, I my my freshman year, mm-hmm. I had some good wins, and it was a decent record. But I think I took, I want to say, twelve losses as a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> That's where uh, yeah, wrestle Powerade, Beast of the East, right? We out to, here's another story of Connorsville toughness. We go out to Easton duels every year, right? Wrestle Easton um, and Blair every single year. Mm-hmm. And normally there was an upper perk or, or one of the other top teams in the state. So I, you head out there, you, you don't get to take a break during the matches. I know uh, um, Blair every year said, Hey, we want to make sure we wrestle Connorsville at that tournament. Um, because <laughs> we know we're going to get a match. We don't yeah, for sure. Care what they're ranked, they're going to come out and they're going to scrap against us. And we know we can, <laughs> we're going to get a good workout at least. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, coming through and then my sophomore year, really turn it on after I saw what, what I could do. I could hang with some guys in my freshman year and uh, got a few big wins and uh, pushed through my, my sophomore year mm-hmm. and got second in the state. Um, I think it was after that year where I really made that decision that, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and that's when I really put, um, not that I wasn't doing a lot of summer work and doing other right. things, playing some other sports and doing some stuff up until that point. And uh, that was the first summer that I really went all out on nothing but wrestling, really put a lot of effort into freestyle and Greco. And that's when I really started to really get in with Ty Moore and, and Ray Brinzer at Angry Fish. Um, so we'd travel up there on a regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, what's that drive for you from Connellsville? 45 minutes, an hour? Yeah, about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and how many times a week did you guys, did you make that drive? I, during season, I, I would normally make it about three times a week. Man, that's a commitment. Jeez. Yeah, we, we would go up twice during the week most often, and then uh, we'd always have a big Sunday practice. Right, so, right. Wow, man. Typical. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, when you're when you're training with Ty Moore and and you know Reigns Brinzer, I guess you kind of do yeah. what you got to do to get yeah. making it work. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you talk about that turning point, right? Right after that loss, your sophomore year, you talk about the turning point, and you just go on a tear, right? Um, yeah. So, do you think it just all clicked for you at that point? You're you're wrestling Greco, you're wrestling Freestar, you're starting to dominate. Um, you you go on, you're ranked number one in the country. You know, leaving your senior year. What uh, do you think it just clicked right in that moment? Uh, I, I mean, a, a lot of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I think there's always, and I, I think you can see it in a lot of guys that there's always something there. Um, it, it's wrestling. Right. You can't, you can't underestimate the mental part of it and, and the confidence of it. it. Yeah, the, the mental part of it and the confidence of it. And when, when you finally have that success, you know, you've been grinding and grinding and grinding and beating your head into people and getting cuts and scars and, and just putting in that hard work. And then it's finally starting to pay off. And now you have that confidence. I, I think that's the big thing where you see that shift of, Hey, this guy's really good to now being that, that hammer and being that guy that's, that's above everyone that's, else. That's right? above right. everyone else. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, there is that little shift there. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly is so, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And, and, you know, you find that shift and you just take off, man, you, you dominate, you win two state championships and not to skip through your high school career, but you know, eventually you make the decision to go to Oklahoma. Um, you know, ultimately you make that decision and, and talk about what went into that decision. And before we kind of get into your time in Oklahoma, um, and then we obviously you end up back at home. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard not to like a place like Oklahoma. Right, right. <laughs> I absolutely loved my time there and loved all the people there, all the coaches, the teammates. I, I still talk to lots of <laughs> coaches and teammates, both on a regular basis. Still, I, uh, um, COVID and all that fun stuff right now doesn't help. Oh that. yeah, of course. <laughs> but, doesn't uh, help anything. Yeah, Ever. exactly. exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, um, absolutely loved Oklahoma. Getting to see everything, um, the whole recruiting process, uh, going to a school like that, getting to see the facilities, um, seeing the history that that comes out of a program like that. Um, it's like I said, it's hard to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you kind of just got in there and you were like, oh my goodness, look at. I mean, this is the Big Eight power, right? You know, it's just all the history, all the legacy. I'm the next guy up. That's the next next thing I'm going. I'm going there to be a champion. That's why I'm right. going. <laughs> oh, man, I don't blame you one bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, so talk about your time in Oklahoma. Obviously, man, you get there and you just start – the injuries just start to pile up on you. You know, and this yeah. is kind of what I wanted to bring you – one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you on, obviously, with the Whitfield Connections, it was just a perfect fit for us. Um you know, this mental toughness thing that you had to go through, the injuries that you had to overcome before you eventually, you know, talk about, if you don't mind, some of the injuries and, you know, just the mental toughness that you had to, I mean, you could have packed it in, you know what I mean? You've had yeah. all those injuries, but yeah, you absolutely. did it. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely crossed my mind a couple of times. <laughs> I'm sure. But, but I had to keep pushing forward. Um, but yeah, it my um, even between my junior and senior year of high school, mm -hmm. my first major injury, um, okay. wrestling out in Vegas, uh, the junior Western regionals at that point, um, it came down funny, 
coming out of bounds, fell, popped my shoulder out of place. I uh, tried to rehab it, just come back, be able to wrestle Fargo that year. Um, first practice back, doing some extra work with um, Kurt Brenner and Jake Herbert after practice. Shoulder pops out again. Uh. <laughs> so so ended up in surgery for that. Missed a little bit of time at the beginning of the season, my senior year. Um, but then perfectly fine. Made full recovery, won a state title at the end of that year. Like you said, came out ranked number one. Um, and feeling good about going to college and right and, yeah and, you're probably yeah. thinking i'm the man let's okay. do this shit Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh getting to oklahoma uh that year there was a, a fifth year senior ahead of me at my weight class so it was kind of the plan to to redshirt from the start um then he had some injuries and there was the opportunity to possibly come out um but i just have kept having little things over and over. I tweaked both of my knees at one point in time during the season, uh, broke my hand. I kind of jammed my hand in a, in a practice. Oh, man. My hand, I was drilling with a cast on for about six weeks. <laughs> um, just one thing after another, just couldn't keep the tracks on the tank, I guess. I right. Know. Yeah. Um, so get through that year, never had a chance to, to come out of the red shirt, mm-hmm. probably one of regardless, but, um, didn't have the opportunity to if I wanted to because of right. um, the following year, uh, starting out redshirt freshman, I'm in the starting lineup, 165, feeling good. Win my first tournament at uh, Brockport Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Won that first college tournament nice. as, as a starter, ready to go. Right. <laughs> um, got to wrestle, I think, uh, Mickey Moran. Mm-hmm. WPAL guy in the finals up there. So nice connections. Uh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in our second tournament, Missouri Open wrestling, returning all American. We're having a little battle in on a shot, Matt Pell from Missouri, uh, mm-hmm. trying to come out with a, with a single leg and opposite shoulder pops out from the original one. I had oh surgery. The shoulder pops out in the middle of the match. Went back in. It was fine. I, I shake it off. It's okay. I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine next time we get in a similar situation pops out again so mm. pull me from the match injury default um take second at the tournament and get a couple weeks of <laughs> the training room and at that point i was feeling confident it, it wasn't didn't feel as serious as the time before when i hurt my shoulder so i said hey i'm i'm fighting through this i'm in the lineup i, I feel like i can do big things i'm ready to go um so i ended up wrestling out the rest of that season but towards the end of the year, I, I could barely tie up without having it starting to sublux and, and mm. cause some issues for me. So definitely didn't compete where I was used to and kind of right. that, that mental aspect of it. That's where that stuff starts weighing on you. And um, I'm sure that has to be tough, like you said, mentally, because you know you're better than how you're wrestling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that year was really tough where, hey, like you said, I came out of high school. I felt like the man. <laughs> I was ready yeah. to go. I'm coming to Oklahoma. I'm going to this big storied program because I'm expecting to win. I'm expecting right. to win. Um, that was the first time and probably ever in my wrestling career that I didn't qualify for the ending tournament. I, right. I didn't qualify for nationals. I was the, the, the first alternate from the big 12 tournament. Um, and that kind of, that beat you up a little. <laughs> um, and then on top of it, I was heading into surgery after the season. So um, now I don't have an off season to recover and recuperate and say, 
hey, let's this work is on things, thing. right? This is what I need to be better at. I had a season or uh, off season full of rehab and doing little to nothing other than mm-hmm. trying to get my shoulder better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that first year was <laughs> was a tough one, both physically and mentally. Um, and, yeah, and that that's the thing, the mental toughness side of that, and. and you're young, man. You you know you the, the you're you're away from home. You're you're in Oklahoma, right? And if you're anything like me, you're a, probably a mama's boy or grandma's boy. <laughs> and you know you're missing your family, right? That had to have just weighed on you. That's why everyone comes back to Pittsburgh, man. It's so true, dude. And I and I tell everyone this. And it's like my buddy moved down to Florida, and he just recently came back. I said, man, you can leave. Everyone can leave, but you'll always end up back here. I promise you, you'll end up back here. So that's why I'm just staying here. So yeah. I don't have to waste the money on the move, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, so, so you're Oklahoma. I'm sorry to get off the rails, but you're <laughs> your first year. And so shoulder problems became a common thing, right, in your, in your yeah. career. And it just in and out a lot. When did you decide to make the move to come back home? Well, I went through the following season. Right. Um, I, I got back in and I missed the, the first few competitions of the following year, where I wasn't released yet to wrestle. Um, I finally got released, worked my way back into the lineup. Um, the day before our first duels, that we had a little duel tournament that we were going to in Texas. Um, I, I dislocated my, my left shoulder again. (laughs) So I went left shoulder to begin with right shoulder and then back to the left shoulder. Oh my God. Um, Same thing. It didn't seem like it was crazy bad. It happened at practice the day before the match. Um, I didn't want to tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Check and wait the following day. I had some bruising on my shoulder and uh, one of our assistant coaches said, Hey, what's going on? Is your shoulder? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. I banged it up a little yesterday, but I think I'll be okay. Um, went into the match the following day, banged it up a little more. Right. Came home after that, and uh, they said, "Hey, it, it's torn again." Oh uh, my god! Get you an MRI. We're we're gonna see. We but we think it's torn again. We think yeah, it's it's not gonna be a good thing. So we we went got the MRI, got everything sorted out. It was torn, and at that point. Uh, myself coach spades the jeremy spades jack spades and right uh, right robbie waller who was my yep. assistant coach at the time too another wpil boy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, littered everywhere littered everywhere yeah absolutely <laughs> uh we, we made a decision that hey we're not going to go through like what you did last year where just by the end of the year it was such a grind and i was beat up that hey get the surgery now be ready to come in the following year um so got the surgery right away in the middle of season, um, started the rehab then. And, uh, that's where it took us to the end of the year. Uh, right. And during that time where, again, the, the, the mental aspect of it obviously weighed a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was conversations where, Hey, Jared, we, we understand you're doing everything you can, but, if you're having major, major issues, again, we're going to have to have a serious discussion about whether we're going to let you continue to wrestle. Um, right. At that point, it becomes health over what we think you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was something where Coach Spates um, was thinking in my best interest. Um, 
and, and trying to make sure that I wasn't just going out there and beating myself up. Um, right. For no reason. Uh, so and at that point, then the other side of that becomes the, the business aspect of it. Too. Right. Right. It, Monies, right. I can't keep paying this guy. I keep, keep yeah. giving this guy scholarship money and his shoulders popping out. Right. Plain right. and simple. Exactly. You know? yeah. I can't guarantee him that I'm going to be healthy. They can't, they can't continue to hope that and just cross their fingers. Right. And you know, things that you come there. Yeah. That's, that's where they start uh, recruiting a little bit more. Right. And so here's the thing. So how did you, and I, I'm, I feel like this is going to be really interesting. Obviously now it's the transfer portal, right? A kid can go in and transfer whenever he wants. It's different. I was sure back when you did it. Yeah. Talk about that process. Yeah, it was actually, it's a lot harder back then than right. it is now. Um, so kind of the, the general rule in the Big 12 was no transferring within the Big 12. Right. Um, makes sense. They don't want me to go and compete somewhere else um, that you would have to sit out for a year automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, when, when talking to Coach Spates, um, he completely understood and was, was so helpful in the, in the whole process mm-hmm. uh, and saying, hey, we understand you've done what you could. Um, it's a tough situation. Uh, we understand you want to be closer to home. We'll release you to whoever you want other than big 12. Right, uh, right, right. And with the understanding that, Hey, I, I wasn't trying to pull anything over on on my, I right. was trying to get closer to home and, and head back that way. Um, and at that point we did have some hurdles where otherwise I was in, in good standing academically, uh, everything else was good. Um, the Oklahoma AD at the time had just instituted a rule of, no transfer policy um, because it just put in, it was, I believe it was called the APR ratings. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's basically a rating system of if people failed out of school, you, you lost so many points, mm-hmm. people transferred out, you lost so many points. And once you added up so many points, your program started to lose scholarship money um, or they were punished in some way um, with scholarships. And I, don't take me for complete. Oh, no, no, no. It's general talk. I got you, buddy. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> but uh, I know the, the football team at that point had a lot of guys transferring out, and he said, hey, we, we're not letting anyone transfer out. Um, mm-hmm. have to go through at least the half year of sitting and, and all those things. Um, but Coach Spates actually fought for me on that and said, nice. hey, this guy's been, been in a rough situation. He's done everything we've asked him. Um we're Send him home. You let him go. <laughs> Don't punish him for for trying to help. <laughs> right, 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 so, right. So I ended up getting that full release um, and being able to, to go back closer to home. Um, and at that point, I went through a little bit of the recruiting process again. Yeah, and and how cool was that? It, it was cool. It's a lot different the second time. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's you're going through it. Um, you have a little different perspective where, Hey, I've been through this before. I'm, I'm looking for little different things here. I, I want to make sure I, I've kind of seen what the college landscapes like I, right. I know a little more of what to expect. Um, I have some goals and I have a short period of time to d- get there. Right. I need to, to go where it's going to give me the best opportunity to, to, to get those things accomplished. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. You only had a couple of years. So you got, you know, super fast. Let's get it going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So is that ultimately why Edinburgh was the right fit for you? 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I looked at, at um, probably five or six schools in the area. You got a lot of the PSEC schools where, where Clarion. Um, I checked out Pitt, West Virginia, all the, the close to home schools. Um, of course. Talked with Lou Roselli at, at um, Ohio State. Uh, that was probably the only uh, real, real big school that I was really looking at. Um, looked a little bit at Lehigh. Um, yeah. That area had a cousin at Maryland at the time, Steve Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I looked at a few of those places. Um, but the familiarity with Coach Flynn at Edinburgh, with my brother being a two-time All-American up there, um, I, I felt comfortable up there. I, I knew what they had in the room. I Coming off that year, Gregor Gillespie had just won a national title yep. at 149. Um, I knew I was going to be wrestling with him on a daily basis. Um, I, I knew what Coach Flynn was all about and his philosophies with wrestling and, and his training philosophies. And I, I felt like he was a guy that could get me there. Not right, that the right. other guys couldn't get me there. I got you. Um, yep. I just felt comfortable with that situation and felt like, hey, he's he's going to be the guy that's going to help me best to, to get where I need to be. So obviously he hits the jackpot, right? Your shoulder gets figured out and, and you start yeah. to just – you light it up, man. I was looking at your, you know, your, your scores or your, your, your records, uh, which you have three losses your junior year and undefeated your senior year. Is that how it went down? Uh, at national or, uh, yeah, I think I had my, my junior year. I want to say I ended up with, I think five, five losses. Oh, okay. Um, and then two losses my senior year. Okay. And, and so not to skip your junior year too much, but well, I will not skip your junior year. I'll say this. How did you figure out the shoulder thing, man? Because, you know, I, Tim, uh, Coach Flynn had to have been, like, uh, taking a little bit of risk here too, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and that's where I, I think um, yeah, he, he definitely took a little bit of a flyer on me and was, was confident that I'd be able to do something. And actually, so I, I getting a sixth year of eligibility while I was at Edinburgh right. um, because of all my injuries um, – I actually got three years there. I had three years at, at Oklahoma and three years at Edinburgh. Right. Um, and actually my first year at Edinburgh wasn't as serious of an injury to my shoulder, but again, I went left, right, left, <laughs> and then back to right again. Oh my goodness. I separated my AC joint um, partway yeah. through the season. Um, and it, it was a, a grade three separation. I, I ended up, I wrestled the rest of the year and I, I was able to function and do well and, and, won a few matches at nationals yeah. after each match, I could barely pick my arm up that <laughs> it would be so painful. Um, so I ended up, they said I actually um, fractured the middle down the middle of my, my collarbone Jeez, oh where that, that had separated. Um, so they had to cut a piece of that out. Now rehab wise, that was about a, a month recovery as opposed to a six to eight month recovery with mm. my other shoulder surgeries. So after that first year, I had, I got a quick surgery after season. Um, Same thing where, hey, I I was feeling confident, starting to feel a little bit more like myself, back close to home, getting out on the mat, winning some some, some matches, Mm -hmm. some some bigger wins under my belt um, and some some competition at the national tournament. And then I had another surgery. But (laughs) I I basically got a full summer that year. Right. That was the first time since I was in college that I got a full summer to train. 
Um, and that's where I think, again, you talk about those turning points. <laughs> I Go think back that, to um, whenever you were a junior. Yeah, absolutely. In, right, high school, yeah. I feel like that was another one of those turning points where I started to gain a little bit of confidence. Um, I got that good training over the summer. I got to wrestle with some guys coming in for camps and got to go do some camps and areas and wrestle with some other guys um, and, and built that confidence back up and started feeling like that guy that I was in high school. Right. Um, and knowing that I, I still had that in me um, and going into that, that next year, which I guess technically at that point was my senior year, but right. One of my, my first senior years, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and it was able to hit the ground running that year. Um, right. That's, that's the year I ended up winning a national title then. Um, right. And, and that year, man, and, and I was looking at that bracket. Holy crap, dude. And, and so the so Flo came out with the 149-pound bracket, right? The toughest yeah. bracket ever. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's on that level. But, dude, there were some really good kids. You beat John Reeder. Early in the rounds, you beat Nikamucha Stegi, who went on to win a national championship. You beat John Reeder. Obviously, we know what he went on to do. And then you beat Andrew Howe, who ends up at Oklahoma at the ends of his career, who is a yeah. national champion in his own right. Yeah. Talk about that run, man. That's special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so here's part of the story that a lot of people. And on top of it, I'm sorry to cut you off. You were a 12 seed. Yeah. Is, is that's <laughs> the big thing. Was, I was a 12 seed. Um, now I, I I tell the story all the time where yeah. uh, during the year and more, like I said at the beginning of that year I kind of hit the ground running and and got some big wins at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, beat a guy uh, from Central Michigan that that was I think ranked fifth or sixth at the time um, and beat him I'm going to say by four or five points. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty controlling win. I felt pretty good about that. Um, and I, I worked my way up to being ranked third in the country. Um, Lost a match to um, Colt Sponseller from Ohio State. Yep, I was all American for them. Uh, he was, I think, ranked fifth at the time. So I dropped down a couple spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I lost. I want to say Mac Luna's that year. That he was number one. That was in the um, finals at Southern Scuffle. Okay. Uh, so my only losses were to guys that were ranked in the top five. Right, <laughs> not bad. Pretty good and. That, that confidence that you were talking about was was kind of back up there where, hey, I can compete with these guys. I'm, I'm right there. One point matches against the number one guy in the, in the country. I'm right there. I, I can be right back at the top of the list again. Um, and I, uh, Virginia Duels, um, beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little off, but didn't think much of it. After the first day, I took a, I took a loss against a guy who was – Ranked maybe top 25, but a guy that I, I should have yeah. been, been able to beat and, and control being ranked top five in the country at the moment. Right. Um, took a loss and wasn't happy with it, but it happens. <laughs> right. Um, and, and and not making excuses, but that night then my knee swelled up like crazy. Of course. I'm thinking, hey, man, I, I just hit my bursa or something. I, I've had this happen before probably any drain, something like that. Wake up the next morning, not feeling great. Um, show my knee to Flynn. He, he, we're putting ice on it, trying to keep it down. We go in, we're supposed to wrestle. Um, I think we had Lehigh in the morning. We we're supposed to less, wrestle Lehigh in the morning. At that time, as Edinburgh, we were ranked, um, I want to say, seventh or eighth in the country. 
right. um, which was one of the highest rankings that we had had as a dual team. Um, we're wrestling Lehigh, who's ranked in the top five, and then would have had Oklahoma State in the finals. Um, so we had a chance to make a big name for ourselves. And I'm saying, hey, I need to get this knee drain. Let's go do it. Um, he takes me into the training room. The doc in the training room looks at it. He goes, that's infected. You have a staff. Oh, no. I say, no way. It's, I, I've done this before. It, I think it'll be fine. I, I think it's, it just needs to be drained. Obviously, the doctor knows exactly what he's talking about. Right, <laughs> right. Of course. You're arguing with the doctor. No, no, man. It's all good. No, it's good. <laughs> I promise you, I'll be fine. Look, I'll, I'll take a little bit off of it. But right. he gets infected. Right. He pulls a syringe out, and this stuff was the nastiest looking stuff you could think of. Just uh, us. And he said, "You're out today. I, I will not let you wrestle, and I need you to go and get these high dose antibiotics immediately." Oh my goodness! So they pull the plug. I'm done for the day, and I right. have no idea what what the future at that moment holds for. Another me. roadblock in uh, Jared King's uh, road to yeah. the national championship. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm, I'm thinking big things. I'm ranked top five in the country, take a bad loss, but it was okay until the staph infection. Right, of course. <laughs> so right. I'm thinking, hey, I get these antibiotics. I do a week or two of antibiotics. I'm good to go. Right. Um, head home that night. We were long drive back to Edinburgh from Virginia Beach. We, we head back. Next day, I wake up in the morning knees as big as a basketball um i have cold sweats i go to oh class gosh. in the morning my anatomy teacher tells me hey you need to get out of here go home go to sleep he's like do not go to class the rest of the day oh, you look terrible you i was scheduled to see the team doc that that evening um he's like you look bad just go home lay down i go in to see the doc that day he says i need you to get a ride up to the hospital we're doing surgery tonight what um, so, so I, I head up to Erie. I, I head up to the hospital. I get dropped off. I'm going into the room. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like a back room. That's crazy. Yeah. So they get me on IV antibiotics right away. They drain some of my knee to, to start testing to see if it's MRSA, see what it is. Right. Um, they send me in that night. They, they do emergency surgery. They drain it all out, get it all packed up and, and cleaned out. Um, and start me on an IV pick line. Um, I was on that for, I think it was six or seven weeks. Um, so the biggest thing with having the pick line in your arm is I tell you, you're not allowed to sweat. Oh my God. I tell a wrestler that <laughs> is, 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 has aspirations of being a national. Like telling a pig not to roll in mud. Yeah, you know? exactly. So coach Flynn, uh, he wants you to be moving any way that you of possibly course, right. Can. Hey, it's in your arm. You're, you're fine, right? Get on the bike and pedal. <laughs> pedal enough that I can't sweat. <laughs> so, Just get a good so, sweat going. No, no, yeah, coach. I can't yeah, sweat. Yeah, I, I might have broke the rules a little bit, but we had to stay to them pretty close. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> wild. Yeah, so uh, so get knocked down again with that one. That right. Was, it was quite the uh, unexpected turn of events when, when I so just So when did you get cleared? So I got cleared. Um, I wrestled the last two weekends of our regular se season schedule. Okay. Um, our, so that uh, would have been, is that, it was the e EWL days, right? So that would have been right before the EWL tournament. Yeah. So, so our, our last two weekends, we typically, um, we would wrestle Buffalo 
every year, typically um, that next to last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then someone else, um, I want to say we wrestled um, Buffalo and Hofstra. So okay. wrestled a kid from, from Buffalo that weekend. Um, he was a freshman. I, I controlled the match, felt pretty good. Um, and then wrestled uh, Patrovich from Hofstra the, the following day. Um, I had pinned him earlier in the year at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's a tough guy, ranked consistently top 15, top 10. Right. Um, I went out and I, I lost the one point match to him after right. pinning him earlier in the year. Um, wow. And so first, first dual meet or second dual meet back first weekend back um, after getting cleared, uh, take a loss. So oh my God. I lost one of my last matches before I, had staff and lost one of my first matches coming back from staff. Oh my um, god! So another little uh, crash and burn. Another little roadblock. <laughs> so so let's talk. Let's let me ask you this question: How many total surgeries have you had in your life? Uh, I had four, two on each shoulder, um, right. and then that knee surgery. So five um, surgeries, and how many five. times did your shoulder pop in and out? Countless times. I'm oh, sure. man, countless. Yeah, yeah. That oh my night, god. Night, redshirt freshman year at Oklahoma um that year in itself I, I couldn't even couldn't even count right oh my goodness. so you hit all these roadblocks man and that's the whole point of what I you know what we're so you hit all these roadblocks but you figure it out when that when the time when the lights are brightest when the you know it's your senior year sixth year of eligibility right well, and actually, it was my, in my fifth year. Fifth yeah. year. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, right before your sixth year. Fifth year, year. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So how did? So how special was that to sit on top of the podium after beating guys like Reed or Muchastegui? You look back on it now, man, That that's a special run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's where um, I have to credit you know, like Tim Flynn. Um, I mean, that guy, he was in my corner 24-7. Um, when I came back from from staff and I got cleared to wrestle, I, I still couldn't bend my knee the whole way because it had been so swollen for so long that I, I lost full range of motion of it. Um, I could barely, when I would hit my knee, it would swell up after practices. Right. So this guy, he had me doing personal workouts. He was swimming with me oh in the God. pool, putting me through other workouts to try to get my win back. I literally, I, I might've missed two classes in the entire year when I was in school that, that year, that day after my first workout back with Tim Flynn, Tim Flynn after having right. in my knee. Right. I think I missed both of those classes that day after because <laughs> I barely stand up. <laughs> Just crushed but, you. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, he, he was in my corner where every day telling me, okay, this is what we need. Are you willing to do this? I need you to do this. I need you to do that. This is where you need to be. This is what's going to get you there. And he, he continued to believe that I was that guy that, that could be on the top of that podium. Um, again, with um, those last couple of weekends, I came back. Um, I took another loss the following weekend. I, I, we ended up that our last weekend. We would wrestle um, Pitt in West Virginia. Right. Big EWL rivals. Tough. Our last two matches yeah. of the year. I remember going to a bunch of those fit doors, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So typically one of them would be at home and one of them would be away. Um, so I, we wrestled Pitt at home. I went into overtime with with uh, Headley. Uh, True. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Drew's brother, Ethan. Oh, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a little smaller than me. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but with Ethan Headley, um, I, I believe we probably wrestled six, seven times in, a, in our college career. And I'm sure, did you wrestle all in high school? No. Um, okay. He was always a little smaller. He was a couple years younger than me. Um, okay. So I think just in his last couple years of high school, he kind of grew and got uh, up. And then it just kind of met. and Yeah. So in college, then we finally met. Right. Up gotcha. Um, but wrestled him I, I beat him in overtime but close match right i was expected to to win a mm. little bigger um and then i i wrestled um uh, uh donnie jones yeah <laughs> easy name to remember right 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 <laughs> big big time WFL guy but wrestled donnie jones again we we've probably wrestled six seven times in our, in our college career um, that was the only loss I I took to him. We always had battles and always, and that's, that's a whole nother story, but um, yeah. That, and that's, you know, and not to get off on another tangent, but the EWL, everyone that I talked to that was involved in the EWL during those days said it was just a dog fight because you yeah. just wrestled over and over and over again because everyone's on the same schedule. Yeah. Yeah. You see each other at open tournaments at the beginning of the year, um, with, some of those schools being in the PSAC as well, you'd meet at the PSAC, you'd meet right. at EWLs, um, and then maybe at nationals again. Um, but that's where Donnie, that was a guy, I, he was easy to root for. Um, if I wasn't wrestling him that day, that's a guy I wanted to see win. Um, and that's, he's probably one of the toughest guys I've ever wrestled right. that never made the podium. Um, and I kept thinking, man, this year's this guy's chance, he's gonna make the podium. Um, I just hated having to wrestle him. I knew it right. was going to be a dog fight every single time. And I always sense. felt like speed wise and athletic wise, I could match up with anyone in the country, but that guy, that was one where <laughs> I knew I was gonna, speed wise and athletic wise. I, I, I don't think I could match him. He right. was, was that guy that I knew I was going to have a hard one with that, but, but he, he beat me that match. Um, that was the first time he beat me in our, in our college career. Um, and I'm kind of down on myself. I head into the locker room, um, kind of feeling sorry for myself. And, oh, well, I did just have staff. And I just lost two of my last four matches of the year. Um, I guess if you go back, it was probably three of the last six that I wrestled <laughs> from staff um, forward. Um, and I'm expecting that people are going to give me a little pat on the back. Um, but where this is where I feel like Coach Flynn kind of sets himself apart as is that that one of those top tier and I and in my opinion the best coach in the country um where he has the pulse on everybody that's in his room um and after that match he told me exactly what I needed to hear <laughs> and it so wasn't what did he, he give you the, the business <laughs> it was not the pat on the back <laughs> it was it was Jared you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're you were not a very tough person out there with some more colorful words <laughs> I, than that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I've been in a wrestling room a few times. <laughs> he said, you need to get out there and be the person you're supposed to be. Um, and he let me have it. And I think again, there's that switch that you talk right. about. The thing I needed to hear right then. Um, and he let me have it and told me exactly what I need to hear um that next week of practice it, it was a it was a new thought process it was like this knee's done it's over it's out figure it out yeah 
it's time to get rolling. Um, and again, through that whole period, I had to adjust some, some workouts and stuff based on my knee and things that were going on. Mm -hmm. uh, but Flynn was in my corner the whole time. And um, one of the things I, I like to tell kids all the time now that I'll, that I'll work with is, hey, don't be a surprise to the people around you. One of the, one of the things Flynn would tell me after every single practice, he would tell me, hey, that was a top three practice. He said, You're, that's top three in the country. You, you busted your butt today. You outworked everyone. No one in the country was working harder than you today. That's a top three practice. He said, I'm not going to be surprised. He said, there's going to be people at nationals that are surprised when you're on top. He said, I won't be surprised. I've seen the work you're putting in. I've seen what you're doing in this room. It's like, you belong there. That's where you need to be. Um, so I, I think that's one of those turning points. Um, right. And uh, one of the EWLs, two weeks later, we normally had a week off after our last match of the season. Mm-hmm. Had a had a week off training, went into EWLs. I went in, I won 11-0, 11-0, and then pinned Donnie Jones in about 30 seconds. A little bit of a change <laughs> from the couple of weeks before. <laughs> two, two weeks earlier, he beat me by by I think two or three points. It was he controlled the match. He he dominated me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it wasn't a, a big time blowout, but he was in control of the whole match. And uh, to go out, I pinned him in 30 seconds, and didn't have a point scored on me the whole Love weekend. It. I was feeling good going into nationals. Um, and I always joke, I, I say, Hey, I got that number 12 seed, but I think it was because they felt bad for me. <laughs> they, right. They knew I had some injuries and stuff. And they're like, man, this guy has some losses at the end of the year, but man, we feel bad. He's been through a lot. It's <laughs> a little send off gift. You know, yeah. you'll get your one and two or two and two, which is probably what they thought you were going to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys you, you didn't mention um, that I beat at nationals that I, I wrestled right into, I had to wrestle um, Armistrugi right away, but then I uh, go Moza Fay as the number four. Moza Fay. Yes. I forgot uh, about that. I don't know how I didn't catch that. Yeah. He's a couple, couple time all American at that yeah. time. Um, going for his, I think his third AA. Mm -hmm. um, he was supposed to beat me bad. Um, I, I beat him by seven. I, I see that. Yeah. 12, five. I'm looking at the bracket yeah. right now, but that's yeah. <laughs> so that, that was, I was going in, but I, I liked where I was. I liked, uh, I liked what the bracket looked like. I, I felt like I had a good road going through mm -hmm. and, and had an opportunity to make some big noise. Um, so, so yeah, I was ready, ready to roll. <laughs> right. And, and you find yourself at the top of the podium at the end. How cool was that after all everything you've been through, man, you're sitting yeah. at the top of the podium that had to have been like, if you could probably bottle that energy you're feeling that day Absolutely. and sell it, you'd be a millionaire, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's hard to even put into words. Um, something that you start as a four-year-old working on that craft and starting into it and rolling around on the mats and becomes just a way of life. Um, and and you're so invested into it and to get that ultimate goal afterwards mm -hmm. uh, that's a one of the things that when it started to hit me a little bit i mean you're you go into a match and you're so focused on the things that are that are in front of you um obviously there's some nerves but honestly i i, I get more nervous about things like this and talking in public oh my goodness um, you're doing great man <laughs> as compared to getting ready to wrestle and right that thing you do all the time and, and right hey this is this is me this is what i'm gonna do um 
So yeah, there's nerves involved in a, in a big match like that, but you're ready to go. Um, where it really hit me was after, after you get done, every champion has to go get drug tested afterwards. And mm. um, then the randoms other than that. So they take you and you're walking through the back halls of, of um, it was, I don't even know, I remember Sabbath center or whatever it was called at that point, but in St. Louis, right. Right. <laughs> in St. Louis, um, you're walking through the back halls and you're hearing the crowd erupt for the next matches. And it was probably Jake Herbert that was wrestling at that. Right. 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 It's above me. Another um, Whippeal guy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and fellow angry fish. Right. We, we right. Connect this in together. Um, but uh, walking through there and thinking and just having it realize and hit you, Hey, I'm about to get my picture taken as the national champion. Um, I remember as a kid having the USA wrestling magazines every year and I would take that poster out of the 10 national champions, the 10 college national champions. And every year I'd put it up on my wall and right. looking at that and seeing the guys um, like Lincoln McElravey and Joe Williams and, and guys like that, that, that were coming through when I was a little kid and, and mm -hmm. looking at that poster and being like, Oh man, these guys are awesome. And I got to watch them on TV and they were on ESPN wrestling. And this is unbelievable. Um, and that's when it hit me. I said, and I'm, I'm on that poster. Some little kid's going to be putting that up in their room. That that's, that's when it started hitting me. And, and you're in that, in that group of greatness with those guys. Um, it's, pretty surreal feeling <laughs> i'm sure man i can you know i can't even i couldn't even um, uh begin to comprehend the road that you're on the journey that you went through to finally end up on top it's just it's really just something just unheard of man it's pretty impressive yeah yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't an easy road but I, I would do every single step of it again right even knowing that the, the the trials and tribulations, um, mm -hmm. even not for the success, um, even if that wasn't a part of it, mm -hmm. um, the, the people I met through wrestling mm -hmm. and, and the, the relationships I've had, the friendships, like I said, even the guys at Oklahoma, um, I get text message from Coach Bates or Facebook message every, mm -hmm. every year saying happy birthday champ mm -hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> um, or if he sees something post up, he'll, He'll write, hey, congratulations, good work on this, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, friends that I've made at, at Oklahoma, I have a group of friends at, at Oklahoma that I talk to on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, group of guys at, at Edinburgh that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, Tanya Flynn, uh, Tim Flynn's wife uh, sends me just the other day a funny video of me and Torsten Gillespie from, <laughs> from our time <laughs> up at Edinburgh and just saying, hey, thinking about you this came up on my phone um wanted to say hi again miss you guys can't wait until we get to see you with all this covid stuff being done i know so, dude so uh those relationships you, you can't put a price on that kind of no. stuff and that's the thing about wrestling man you don't meet many bad people in wrestling Absolutely. you know i feel i firmly believe that is yeah we're the craziest people but the the <laughs> nicest people off the mat you know i've never yeah. met someone you know that everyone's just so kind um so you know post-college you know you're kind of moving into adulthood the journey's over right and this is kind of how we'll slowly wind down here and wrap up our conversation but 
you know, the mental toughness, how did that prepare you for everyday life? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think you take life, life lessons um, from all of, all of wrestling, um, not, not just the injuries, not just the hard parts, um, but just the mentality um, moving forward. I know even as a kid, um, my baseball coach, he, he ended up falling in love with, with wrestling, my little league baseball coach. That's awesome. Um, that he said, man, we know which kids are the wrestlers on the team because they're the ones that stay after and help coach pick up all the stuff and, and, right. and ask if, if they can hit a couple more balls or whatever. <laughs> He's like, those are the guys that are wrestlers. They're the, my hardest workers. They're the nicest kids on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I went into physical therapy school after, after um, graduating from Edinburgh, um, which was tough sledding through, <laughs> through right. schooling. Uh, there's, there's no easy class when you're, <laughs> when you're in their doctorate program. Right. And, uh, it hit. Um, and so that perseverance of that pushing forward, um, now, uh, having our business, my dad had started a, a physical therapy business over 20 years ago in Connorsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've since expanded and me and my brother, both are physical therapists and have joined the company. Um, and we now have, and, and his wife as well, and um, is a physical therapist. And we now have three clinics in the in the southwestern Pennsylvania area, um, in Connorsville, Scottsdale, and, and Irwin. Um, so that's just the everyday life of uh, going to work and, and grinding through that and uh, dealing with health insurances. Why, why am I not surprised, uh, Jared, that you are doing physical therapy? After you've probably done <laughs> so many hours of physical therapy yeah, you're in your yeah. life, now you're on the other side of the coin. Yeah, yeah. I was teaching uh, my professors how to rehab uh, a shoulder <laughs> when I was in school. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I know. Definitely had a little background uh, around it with my dad being a physical therapist, but then a lot of uh, history myself being in physical therapy <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for my injuries. Um, but, but yeah, um, there are so many things. And that's one of the things I like to point out to, to kids when I'm working with them now is, um, hey, this is a life lesson thing. This isn't about getting the takedown in the next match. This is about, hey, being able to, to keep picking yourself up every day um, through whether it's class, um, schoolwork, or um, a job 10 years down the road, whatever, you're going to come back to these moments and, and you're going to remember some of these, these things that people have instilled on you. Um, you're gonna it's gonna help you to push forward uh, if you've made it through this and there's always that saying of once you've wrestled everything else in life is easy <laughs> it's the truth, it is the truth yeah. man. yeah absolutely uh man what a great conversation uh just the just everything that we talked about today you know i just find that you know just it proves more than anything else the mental toughness side of things for you and, and it doesn't matter how many bad things go wrong you could still have you know, you can still put it all together in the end, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like That's I said, I, I wouldn't trade it. Uh, it was an unconventional path. I love it though, man. It's so cool. And we had such a good time talking. Do you have anything else for me before we uh, kind of part ways here? I, no, no, not, not, nothing I can really think of other than. All right. Uh, hey, uh, everyone enjoy watching some of the, the postseason wrestling. It's starting to get to that point where. Oh man. Um, so excited all the season grind and, and this year, especially being a special or, or different, special, but different. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would call it special, but yeah, season where these guys 
high school, college, both, um, even little kids had mm-hmm. to persevere with a lot of different things. Um, oh man, what a wild time. Just injuries, but hey, having matches canceled, having to sit out, um, it's, it's all building you to be a better person. Um, and hey, you start to see the, the cream rise at the end of the year and yes, these guys have been putting in work. I got to watch some of the section tournaments this past weekend and seeing the guys. Um, and like yeah, uh, you mentioned, I don't remember if it was the beginning of our conversation mm-hmm. or before we came on, started recording, but uh, yeah, I was helping out with, with Norwin a little yeah, bit. Just, yeah. um, and to see some of those guys that are starting to grind or, or have been grinding all year. And, and, and yeah, I just tweeted, I was actually, I just tweeted at John Altieri, man. That ju- so, you know, I, I'm good friends with the guy who runs the Whitfield Wrestling 7 on Twitter. And uh, he said that the John O'Teary, Ty Linson, Bigler match at Sections was just an absolute dogfight. Absolutely. And, and talk about a coachable kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we were working on Wednesday. They wrestled Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, lost a, an 8-6 match to Linson Bigler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then turns it around on Saturday and wins 10-1. to 1. Um, unbelievable talked about a few positions at practice on friday in between um and working on a little pulling elbows back keeping good position right. not, not getting stuck feeling that that shift in weight where linson bigler has some of those big moves and he's he's it a does, top he's a um yeah and and for him to be that coachable and take those things and put it into use from thursday to saturday it was impressive. And just, it's impressive. It was a, a fun thing to watch. <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess uh, um, looking at those guys and, and wishing everybody in the whip you good luck. And Hell yeah, man. Good stuff. WL and all those college guys, good luck. But, hey, get ready for – get those hands raised. Yeah, man. Have all that work you've been doing pay off. For sure. And thank you, Jared, so much for coming on, man. What a great conversation. Uh, with your wrestling action, super excited. You know, Jared, thank you for coming on and telling your story. And, you know, guys that you that are listening out there, use this story. You know, it can be done. Here's proof right here, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one one last thing I do have sure. to say. Just while we're sitting here right at the end, I mean, I'm wearing my Fighting Scott stuff. So, obviously, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. thoughts in Edinburgh. And, and while we're talking, and um, I just got a text message from Matt Hill. So, again, our, our little connections there. Yeah, man. The community. So, Matt Hill at Edinburgh, head coach there, doing great things up there. Yeah. Um, the program had a, a tough time with Coach Flynn leaving, a, an all-time great getting out yeah, of there. Yeah, it's tough, man. Guys leave, put put Matt Hill in a tough spot, but I, I don't think we could have a, a better guy um, at the helm there to, to bring it back, someone who, who bleeds that, that – Tartan. <laughs> and I talked to him too. You know, it was crazy when I had this conversation with him and I'm about to release, I haven't released it yet because everything's been so busy, you know, yeah. with colleges and stuff. And dude, he is such a good guy. He is Absolutely. like, he Doesn't is like, better. he just seems like the perfect fit for up there at Edinburgh. Easy going, likes to hunt, likes to fish, likes to be outside with all those kids and relates to all those kids. I feel like he's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Hard worker, nice guy. Do anything for you. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I never had the opportunity to have him as, as my coach, but he was also angry fish and right. known him from Edinburgh. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with that guy. Um, yeah. at Edinburgh, you found a, a good place and a, a good coach to be leading you to where you're trying to get. So I love it. 
And that's gonna <laughs> and that's gonna wrap it up for here for another edition of Near Falls with D Hall. Jared, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out. We're gonna do this again because I feel like there's more out of you. I want to I want to talk again, man. I think it's gonna be fun. And, and next time we'll talk more about Whippeal stuff because I love what you're giving me there, man. That's that's gonna be a lot of fun. But Jared, thank you again for coming on, and that'll do it, guys, for this edition of Near Falls with D Hall. Thank you, guys. Listen again.